Percy, very often when we're going through a health crisis, friends will come to us and they'll say, let me know if I can help with anything. How do you react to that? My reaction predicated upon today's conversation that we're going to hear in a minute. We're going to be challenged with that school of thought. Do we really mean that we want to do something for an individual? Or is that an easy way out? Today, we're going to listen to a young lady who was challenged by that school of thought. And the Lord moved her and prodded her to say, don't ask someone that question. Get busy and do things and move and act upon what you see and hear. And today, I want us to be challenged by the fact, are you really willing to step in and do something for someone in need? The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Just Get Busy, our theme today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. This is such an important message. Well, the message is important because at the end of the day, what do we do with the experiences and the challenges of life? Do we just accept them? Do we just work through them? Or do we allow them to prod us to get busy to do something in the midst of those scenarios and situations. You'll meet our guests who will challenge all of us today to get busy. That's coming up in just a moment. Our free resource this week is called Managing the Cost of Cancer Care. That seems unmanageable many times, Percy, Mm. but this can help, can it? Absolutely. And when we understand this, uh, cancer care can be costly and expensive. And so with that, we thought we'd create a, a resource and a document that would help give people Uh, quite frankly, some things to think about and some online resources that may be able to offset some of the cost associated with cancer care that can be of assistance while undergoing that process. If you're listening, but as yet you have not subscribed to our podcast, you can do that at Apple Podcasts on iTunes, and we hope you'll do that so you automatically get notified of each new release of this podcast, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments, in other words, are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America. You can contact them about questions you may have at 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. We're going to get inspiration from a guest today, but before you talk with her, let's uh, turn to the Bible. Our spiritual nugget that will frame this discussion very, very well, and in some cases add clarity to how God works in the three-dimensional earth, is found in Philippians, the fourth chapter, verse 19, and it says, But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The million-dollar question to be asked, Wayne, if God is in heaven, how does he supply our needs in the earth, and how does he get his riches and glory to us? (laughs) He must work through physical people, 
places and relationships to funnel those resources. And we're going to listen to someone today who allowed God to use her as a conduit to funnel his riches in glory to individuals in the natural earth. Recorded earlier, here's our host, Percy McCray, with our guest. I'm super excited today. Uh, With me, I have a young lady by the name of Cheryl Weldon, who is a breast cancer survivor diagnosed in December of 2006, uh, who is now uh, the founder and CEO of the Weldon Foundation, which holds tea parties for fun uh, and also uses those funds to bless cancer patients but who is also uh, a graduate of the Our Journey of Hope Cancer Care Leadership Training that I know maybe just a little bit about. And so we'll (laughs) talk about that today. Welcome to the show, my dear. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. It is a thrill uh, to have you. And as we uh, spoke just a little bit before we actually started uh, recording, uh, just to get to know a little bit about you, first and foremost, again, you're just a very sophisticated, elegant a woman and your presence and the, the grace and the dignity that just exudes off of you. Uh, I count it a privilege to be in your presence. I really do mean that. Well, thank you. So you um, are a breast cancer survivor yes. now. And uh, since um, originally diagnosed in 2006, mm-hmm. you're on the other side of your treatment and your mm-hmm. care. You've, you've moved on and you're doing other things as we described. And we'll get to that in just a second. But before we start talking about what you're doing today, let's talk about how you got here and, and some of the, the journey that you took. Uh, first and foremost, I ask every cancer patient, almost every cancer patient this, where were you the day that you were told initially that you had cancer and how did you respond to that? <laughs> Ooh, you mean after the blackout? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I'd gone to have a biopsy and I usually I work in the OR in uh, Houston at the time at the VA Medical Center. Mm-hmm. And thought because I work on long hours and on my feet all the time, I thought it was because I'm drinking so much coffee, mm. too much chocolate and uh, caffeine intake. So, of course, the doctor was going to tell me that that uh, biopsy that I had was just back off the caffeine, lay off the chocolate. So I was actually in my doctor's office and he um, placed me in this room. And I know I'd been there before the patients next door because you know they have these corrugated ceilings and it's like okay I have to get back to the Christmas party at work he needs to come in here and tell me do the right things um, lay off the chocolate lay off the can uh, mm-hmm. off the uh, caffeine and I guess he saved me for last so he came in and I was like so yeah come on and tell me that I need to lay off the coffee and he said well I can't tell you that and I said well what's going on he said well you have breast cancer hmm. and from that statement you totally, he's talking, his lips are moving, and you hear sound. Wah, wah, yeah. wah, wah, wah. Exactly. It was just like that. And I needed his words to stop. And, of course, he didn't. I was kind of backed into a corner. He just kept talking. And later on, after coming back, and I asked him, why did he do that? And he told me it was because I need you to understand the severity of it. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to just throw this off your shoulder and be nonchalant about it. We have to take care of this. Yeah. So, yeah, after the blackout, I was fine. In many cases, very typical. So mm-hmm. not, not, not untypical in many cases. Uh, a dear uh, person that I once supported with cancer, she's now gone home to be with the Lord, wrote mm-hmm. a book. Uh, and I remember her statement uh, the day that she was told that she had cancer. She said, cancer is the only word that you hear with loud, big, bold letters in your head. And mm-hmm. after that, you don't hear anything you else. Hear nothing else. 
And it's 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 the effect of what I equate to the opening scene in the movie of The Wizard of Oz when the house fell on the Wicked Witch and literally all you saw was her feet hanging out from underneath the mm-hmm. house. That somehow, some way, you have to figure out a way to pull yourself out from underneath that avalanche of mm-hmm. getting that information. And, and in many cases, somebody's got to stand you back up on your feet because you are just overwhelmed at that point. Yes. So you're told that you have breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And again, you're a young woman, mm-hmm. clearly. Um, you begin, uh, obviously, uh, utilizing your clinical care and clinical pathway. And you start that process. Let's talk about, uh, without going into any specifics, uh, what type of clinical care did you receive? Uh, surgery, radiation, chemotherapy? Um, I received chemo first. Well, actually, the surgery first and then chemo. Okay. Um, I was blessed that it was not um, into my lymph nodes, so I didn't have to go through radiation. Okay. And just blessed from from that measure. And then you, you, you try to look for your sense of normalcy. Sure. That's what you get back. Because at this point, after being diagnosed, um, husband of 20 years decided to say goodbye. I'm like, okay, but I still have this daughter that I have to raise. Yep. My life continues and I, I just ask God, I need to be here. I know my mother, my sister, my brother would do the right thing and raise my, ch- my yep. child, but you gave me this assignment. Yep. And it was so hard to have her. So I want to complete that journey. And not just with her, I want to be able to be here for her children and her children's children. Mm-hmm. So um, I just got uh, got busy. I know that's not proper. I got busy. Mm-hmm. And every uh, time I went into my own treatment, I would see women there that needed um, financial assistance. Sure. And they will they won't tell you that, mm-hmm. but it's a look sure. that comes over sure. you. Sure, sure, sure. So um, I'm sitting there, and this lady is just devastated because husband left her too, mm-hmm. and he took her off the insurance. Mm-hmm. So she has her implants in, but some insurances don't pay for mm-hmm. uh, the reconstruction of the nipple area. Yeah. So she, um, she said, this is the highlight of my day. Her insurance, she was lucky, did pay, but he took her off the insurance. So she was just having a breakdown moment at the desk. And I told the nurse, I said, I know you can't tell me who she is because of HIPAA. I said, but when I go in for treatment, I need you to tell her, I don't know how, but come back here in two weeks. I'm going to raise the money to make sure that she gets this treatment. And I went to the back, broken up. I tell my doctor what's going on. And she said, you know what? If you raise that money, I'm going to do this pro bono. I'm going to do that for her. You just have to... Uh, pay for the use of the, the room and the use of the product that we're going to use. So other people in the hospital heard what I was doing, and they donated the use of the room, the use of that. And every time I had eight rounds of chemo, every time I got there, you know, again, now I'm single, and my mom is helping me with my child mm-hmm. who's in private school. Mm-hmm. And money would just magically appear into my purse. I always had enough money. It was $70 at the time. 35 for my own copay mm-hmm. and 35 for somebody else mm. because it was going to always be somebody who needed it. I also uh, had money to pay for their parking, wow. pay for somebody's parking behind me. Wow. So as I became busy with taking care of doing big girl tea parties, the um, fashion shows, the calendar projects that I did for people going through, I look back and now my treatment is over. I was like, what you mean? I'm, I'm still, you know. So I said, you know, I can't just survive this. I won't leave myself like, okay, I'm done. And as I began to move from Houston and I moved here, I was like, okay, well, maybe I don't have to do anything now. But now 
I get here and there's just that many more people that need my help. So let's put a period there. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of ground you covered, yes, sister. I'm sorry. And I love, no, 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 no. I, I say that to say this, mm-hmm. no apologies necessary okay. uh, because you framed it perfectly. And mm-hmm. I think what we're going to call this show is just get busy. Okay. You, you frame this by saying, listen, uh, I'm told that I have cancer. I start my treatment, very quick synopsis and, and synthesization of this. Uh, my husband of 20 years walks off and leaves me. And again, I want to put a period right there. We've had shows where we've actually talked about the dynamics of the effect of cancer and, and, and diagnosis and what happens and what potentially can, not in all cases, mm-hmm. not in every case, but in many cases. And I have seen personally supporting cancer patients over 20 years mm-hmm. of families literally being ripped apart by uh, spouses who simply mentally and emotionally clocked out. They mm-hmm. said, listen, I didn't sign up for this. I can't handle this. I, you know, see you later. And I've seen on both sides of the fence. I've seen husbands and wives. Mm. So this is also part of your narrative. Not only that, but then you start running into other women while you're receiving your treatment, similar type situations mm-hmm. and dynamics. And again, I want to frame it in this way. Just get busy. Just get busy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to say, because again, that doesn't sound very theological and it doesn't sound very deep and it doesn't sound very <laughs> spiritual because, you know, we always try to sound deep and spiritual mm-hmm. when we think the Lord has said something to us. And the fact of the matter is God is not deep nor is he theological. Mm-hmm. God is just God. And God speaks to us in terms and in ways that we process that, you know, doesn't sound like a soundbite in a nice book, mm-hmm. but it's profound get busy. And that's exactly what you started doing in very interesting ways. So you start unofficially just money and passing along resources and finances to other women that you're treating with Mm -hmm. that then turns into this thing called the Weldon Foundation. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the Weldon Foundation because the scripture that comes to mind says, can anything good come out of Bethlehem? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Can anything good come out of a cancer diagnosis, uh, working through the process of getting reconstruction, uh, my husband of 20 years walking off, leaving me? Can anything good come out of that? Yeah, it's called the Weldon Foundation. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the good that came out of that. Okay. Well, with the Weldon Foundation, the good that came out of that is the new husband. Oh. That laid the, work, the foundation to the Weldon Foundation Incorporated. So it was his pushing, and he saw the work that I was doing. And being a guy, I was like, I don't want to do tea parties. But he finds himself there, help getting uh, ladies parked. Uh, wow. He'll help with the food. So, of course, he became the not only the lender of the name, but the vice president as well. And I have a, a, a wonderful group of ladies that come out of Texas, North Carolina, and even here in Georgia. And they just... Pull up their sleeves and because see to me, if you t- if you tell somebody if there's anything I can do, mm. just let me know. Mm. That's too safe and that's a cop out. Mm. So you got to get busy. I don't know what it takes um, for you. But when I came here, it was gas in my car. I had a cup of coffee. I had a little light breakfast. So the same things it takes for you, it takes for that person, too. If you don't know what to say, you just show. You, you, you get busy. Get busy. It's nothing. You know, I, I hate when people tell me that. I don't know. I was never in this state of life. And so I didn't know what I needed till you showed up to my door with Got it. it. Got you know? It. Got it. And I, while we're on that subject, the whole thing is, is servitude. It helps your Christianity come to play. Yes. So you sit on the pews on Sunday mornings yes. and Wednesday nights. 
So when is it going to actually happen? So this is what I, I was, I was like, okay, this is what the Bible means to give of yourself, to put somebody else ahead of you. Yeah. When you do that, it actually moves your problem out to help somebody else. Mm, mm, mm. And so you just, you know, you, you just, I'll do whatever it takes to make sure my sister that I see suffering right here by me. See, if you start small, it's like a ripple. The ripple starts small, but then it spreads out. So this sister that I helped yeah. goes on to help somebody else. Yeah. And it's not that that's her assignment. Every lady that we've helped with the Weldon Foundation, you can almost rest assured, they never use that money to splurge. And they said, when we give them the money directly, they will say, well, what is this money for? I said, it's for whatever you want to do. Mad money. Go do something. Cancer sends you here, but you can tell cancer what you want to do today. Mm. So it's not a time goes by. They will meet the needs of their children. They will pay those bills yeah. because they see that it's God providing a way that answered the, the question that they were asking. How can I get assistance? And it just falls in their lap. So, Miss Get Busy, uh -huh. <laughs> uh, as you have been getting busy uh -huh. and as you are being busy, mm -hmm. um, what strikes me about this entire thing, and it actually, uh, Matthew 25 is what comes to mind, and it's actually uh, the foundational scripture that we use for the Our Journey of Hope training, cancer care training program, and it is basically a paraphrase that Jesus said that uh, when you feed the hungry, when you clothe the naked, when you visit those that are in jail, when you visit those that are sick, mm -hmm. when you do that as unto the least of them, you have done this as unto me. Mm -hmm. That's the Weldon Foundation. That's what I'm hearing right now mm -hmm. in getting busy. I love the whole urban dynamic to that <laughs> because at the end of the day, God is cross-cultural. Praise the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah for that. <laughs> that at the end of the day, that he, your scenario, your journey and your story of, of being a cancer patient, if that wasn't enough in and of itself. And then, again, your husband, your first husband, you know, moving on. Be, mm -hmm. For whatever his reasonings was, you know, he, he checked out of the situation. Uh, the Lord brings uh, a new mister into mm -hmm. your life who is part of this foundation that grows out of this desire of, I just have to get busy. I got to mm -hmm. do something. I can't just sit here and just kind of go through the motions of treatment and care. Uh, how can people get in contact with the well or how can people support the Weldon Foundation? Do you have some contact information you can share? I do. Um, right now, you can reach out to me. Uh, my number here in, in Georgia is 404-333-2450. Uh, that's also my number. I'm also a realtor. I don't know if I can throw that shameless plug sure. in there. <laughs> I, um, you got to pay the bills. I got to pay the bills. I'm a realtor. And so not only do uh, there's a new need now to uh, these people need homes to live. So I'm able to help you find that assistance. Mm. And most times when you go through this journey alone now, you have one one um, income. Yeah. So I have to help you understand how to get resources and what to do to qualify to get into okay. your home or do a lease to buy Got something it. like of that uh. nature. And also um, on June 22nd, we're going to be doing a uh, tea party for another young lady, two women actually that have been diagnosed recently with cancer, and a portion of the proceeds go directly to those women. And they can reach me at that number. And the other half goes to the T-Service setup. And the number again, again is, slowly. Yes, 
1-800-273-8850. Do you have any type of electronic digital means where people can contact you that you're comfortable with? If you're not sure. Oh, no, no, no. I am uh-huh. I, uh, on Facebook. You can go on and um, ask to be uh, liked at the uh, or invited into the closed group, the Weldon Foundation Incorporated. Okay. And the symbol on that uh, Facebook page is an apple. Okay. An old-fashioned apple. Okay. But if you just text your name and number, I will add you to that. Uh, again, the number is 404-333-2450. And so in the closing minutes that we have, and I could talk to you forever, mm-hmm. um, I, I find you inspirational and aspirational. And those Thank are two you. different dynamics at the end of the day. I'm always amazed at cancer patients. I've, I've dealt with cancer. I get asked the question all the time, how do you do the work that you do and have you done that you have done over the years? And I tell people, if you only knew the people that I've met and what <laughs> they have done for me personally from an inspirational mm-hmm. and from an aspirational perspective, I've never had cancer. And I'm not sure if anyone in my immediate family has ever had cancer, mm-hmm. but I am amazed at what the Lord pulls out of people who walk the path of cancer mm-hmm. and the creative dynamic things that they do as a result of being a cancer patient. And certainly the Weldon Foundation is one of those great creative things that I am honored to <laughs> highlight and to share with this audience of what at, at the at the recording of this particular interview of about 180,000 people uh, so again, reach out uh, if this is anything that makes sense to anyone out here to Cheryl Weldon. Uh, she is the founder and CEO of the Weldon Foundation, and uh, she gave out all of her contact information. If you feel like the Lord is leading you to support this uh, as this woman is getting busy. Mm-hmm. Anybody out here want to get busy? <laughs> I dare you to call Cheryl, and she'll help you to get busy as we continue to make a mark in the earth that can never be erased. I thank you today for your journey, Mm -hmm. for your testimony, and for your work. Continue to be a busy bee and get (laughs) busy. God bless and thank you. And you may want to follow up on that information that Cheryl gave, and we'll put the uh, information in our program notes at healthhopeandinspiration.com. All the information she gave, phone number and and edit. All the information she gave will be there in the notes. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, that guest you brought to us today, Percy, she sure was inspiring. She was inspiring on so many levels. As stated in the early interview, uh, prior to the recording, um, we walked through the cafeteria usually to get some breakfast, and I had saw her sitting eating breakfast, and I did not know that she was going to be one of the people that I was going to be interviewing because I hadn't met her previously. And, and there was such a, a regalness about her of pride and dignity. And so when she came in actually to sit down for the recording, I said, I saw you in the cafeteria, and but there was such a presence of, of regal and, and, and royalty and pride and strength. 
and and that was part and partial of who this woman is because she really truly had not and did not look like what she had been through right. or what she had experienced. And you didn't know you'd be talking with her on I the had program. no idea. And so uh, again, in unpacking her story, and that's what this show is all about, Wayne, as you know, and you often uh, reflect upon where do we find these people mm-hmm. in their stories? How inspirational and aspirational of a young woman with a young child who has been told that she has cancer, her husband of 20 years walks away from the relationship. Think about that. And we've talked about that a lot, that that is a dynamic that happens in some cases with cancer patients. And then to find the strength and the fortitude to say, uh, I'm moving forward and I'm going to allow God to use me. And in the midst of that, she is challenged by listening uh, just because you're a patient, there are other people here who are struggling as well. Will you get busy and do something and help them and be a part of their process? And that stimulated and triggered this whole dynamic of servitude inside of her being. As I listened, it kept going through my mind, my God shall supply your every need. She knows that. She knows that. But again, as as we talked about in the opening of the tease, how does God funnel his riches and glory to us in the earth. <laughs> We're his hands and feet, are <laughs> That's we? exactly right. Yeah. He's not raining money out of heaven. You know, <laughs> it's not falling out of a tree out of, you know, hitting in a coconut. God has to move upon the hearts of people and men. Uh, the scripture says that men shall give into your bosom, pressed down, shaking together and running over. God has to move upon people who are open and obedient to feel a call to say, listen, I want to do something on behalf of of another, and in many cases that I may not know and that I may not get any benefit from. And unfortunately, we have had and we still do have many who have abused that school of thought with regard to prosperity and so on and so forth. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about being an agent and a conduit that God can move upon us. Uh, And I'll give you a great example. I remember as a, a struggling Bible school student, I was working in a grocery store. I shall never forget stocking shelves in the middle of the night. And I mean broke, busted, and disgusted, my friend. I had a raggedy car, and I was trying to get to class every day. And I remember a gentleman walking up to me out of the sky blue, and I think I had $2 in my pocket. He said, God told me today to give you $100, and reached in his pocket. And he gave me a $100 bill. I literally thought I was going to faint and fall out in the middle of the floor. (laughs) He did not ask me for anything. He did not tell me who he was. Now, again, I know there's a lot of things that we see on TV and that we hear with programs. Uh, This is is Percy McRae talking. Walked up to me unprovoked. I did not know him from a can of paint. And I was as broke as I could be and gave me $100 out of his pocket that Mm. I needed in the worst way at Mm. that moment. What a great thing. God uses people to funnel his blessings to when we are obedient, and that's what Cheryl Weldon helped us to understand about her journey as a cancer patient. Sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's acts of service. Sometimes it's just kindness. It can be a combination of things, but again, according to the Scripture, my God shall supply your need your need may be very unique and different that, that that needs to be taken care of in various different forms. God is saying, I'll supply that need, but he needs human resources. 
and channels to conduit that through. And so as a result, this woman started the Weldon Foundation. Yeah, it's pretty serious. <laughs> pretty serious. She received a new mister in her life, praise God. I like to say Mr. Good Thing because the Bible says uh, a man or a woman that, that finds a spouse finds a good thing. So Mr. Old Thing left and then Mr. New Thing showed up and he brought resources to help fund her foundation that now is literally helping women with uh, teas and social gatherings and funneling resources to women every everywhere that she can as they work through the challenges as she once was as a single struggling female during, during her cancer struggle. The remarkable thing about this is that any of us could do this at any Re- time, regardless of our circumstances in life, whether we're rich or poor or anywhere in between. We always have something we can give to someone else. Well, if we really think about it this way, there is no shortage of resources in the earth. I'm going to say it again. There is no shortage of resources in the, in the earth. There's just a shortage of how many people are willing to share correctly and responsibly. And I want to be clear, you know, not just haphazardly, as the Lord shall move upon us uh, of the access of resources that we have that we potentially could funnel to someone else. There is no shortage. There's just a matter of a shortage of who's willing and obedient to say, Lord, send me. Here am I. Send me. And I want to make a difference in someone's life. Well, as I said a moment ago, all the information Cheryl gave about what she's doing and how we can help her, but more importantly, the example that she sets, the information is there in our program notes at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Correct. So again, uh, the challenge that came from her and the challenge that now we'd like to send to you listening today, will you get busy hmm. on behalf of God for someone else? Because in the midst of, of what you are going through, God may be challenging you to give out of your own need yeah. that then creates this circle. I just recently saw the Lion King and, you know, and, 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 and so I've got the jingle in my head and all that good fun stuff. But the circle of life is one of the principles of the movie. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're all interconnected. Will we connect ourselves and create that circle of life that God will allow us to be used by him to help someone else while we also are working through our need that God then will supply to us. It's a very interesting concept of how God does business, and that's what we learned from uh, uh, Cheryl today. And I thank God for meeting this woman. She's fantastic. And thanks for bringing her to us. According to the American Cancer Society, nearly one out of three people in the U.S. will receive a cancer diagnosis during their lifetime. And caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in every church today. So maybe the lesson for you today is you don't have to look anywhere but inside your own church to find someone you could reach out to. To address this issue, we developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet this great need. Now, if you're a pastor or a leader in your church or congregation, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. And joining the network is absolutely free. When you sign up, you'll receive online access to exclusive leaders' resources. There's information about ministry training opportunities, and you'll get our informative monthly email newsletter. So visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page, and join the Ministry Leaders Network today. Just one more idea of what you can do. Don't wait to be asked. You don't wait to, you know, for the phone to ring. Go to the phone and dial and help someone out. So Let's just get busy. Get busy. That that's that's the succinct way of putting it, Percy. So, speaking of a good way to put things, the scripture always guides us. Well, now that we've heard this compelling 
an aspirational and inspirational interview, and I want to say it just that way. Let's go back to the spiritual foundation that now will breathe more validity to what was being done, because we never just talk about anything as a as a concept out of our own consciousness. It's all supported by the Word of God. We want to reread our scripture for today, which is Philippians, the fourth chapter, verse 19, that basically says this, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. But the question is, how does God who sit in heaven get his riches that are in glory into the natural three-dimensional world? He must have some hands and some feet, someone that he can use as a conduit and move upon that will facilitate helping meet the needs of someone sitting right next to them or living across the street today. Is God asking you to help meet the need of some individual that is sitting right in front of your face? Be willing to be used by him today to help meet the needs of someone. And I promise you, God will give to you as you need to have your need met accordingly. And if God is stirring your heart, we'd love to hear how this all works out in your life. So get in contact with us through our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts through iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Reverend Percy McRae. This has been Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Percy, God bless you. Love you to life and not to death. We've got work to do, so let's go chop some wood. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with past pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.